Hi there. You're listening to season two of A Drink with Detroit. My name is Hilary Sachuk, and I'm the host and founder of adrinkwith.com. On A Drink With, we sit down with industry leaders and share their inspiring success stories. Whether it's a coffee or a beer, our relaxed atmosphere allows our guests to get comfortable and open up in thoughtful and unexpected ways. Whether you're from Detroit or not, you can't deny that what's happening in the city is history in the making. Just think about it. Brands like Ford and Motown Sound not only shape Detroit, they shape the world. In the 1930s, it was the fastest growing city in the world. The middle class started in Detroit. The city breeds innovation. In true Detroit fashion, our guests have stories of grit, perseverance, and have found themselves in a moment where they had to pick themselves up and move forward. We guarantee you'll find inspiration and be motivated listening to the visionaries, future leaders, and risk takers who are making a direct impact on not just the community here, but the world. This season, we're partnering with Goodwill Industries of Greater Detroit. You're probably familiar with their stores that feature donated, gently used clothing and household items, but they also provide skilled labor to businesses and help adults who have a hard time getting or keeping a job and give them the skills to lead a productive life. Goodwill wants to make sure that every neighborhood of Detroit experiences the kind of renaissance that we're seeing in downtown and midtown and that every boat rises with the rising tide. We're excited to welcome Jessica McCall, the VP of Marketing and External Affairs at Goodwill Detroit, as our special co-host. Goodwill is asking the question, what's good Detroit, and wants to hear from you. Join the conversation on social by using the hashtag, what's good Detroit, when you come across anything that inspires you or moves you in the city. Our conversation was recorded in the Foundation Studio at Detroit Foundation Hotel, our official studio host. The studio is located within the beautiful boutique hotel that used to be the Detroit Fire Department headquarters and the former Pontchartrain Wine Cellars, making it the perfect spot for a drink. In the season premiere, we're getting a drink with Shannon Washburn, the president of Shinola. In 2011, Shinola decided to make Detroit home and has been a job creation vehicle ever since. Shinola is known for their watches, bicycles, leather goods, and will be opening its first hotel in Detroit this fall. Shannon joined the team in 2012 as the VP of Watch Development and in February of 2018 was named president. What's so great about Detroit is that while it's a big city, it can very quickly feel like a small town, which is why we were able to grab a drink with Shannon. Listen in as we do happy hour and get the scoop on how she worked her way to president and what it's really like running the Detroit-based company that champions American-made goods. Well, stack of cheers. Thank you so much for cheers. coming over oh, here. Thank cheers. you for the invitation. This is awesome. Yeah. Nice happy hour. I love that uh, you suggested a tequila cocktail. On a nice warm day in Detroit. On a Friday night yeah, at the Detroit perfect. Foundation Hotel. It's so perfect. I couldn't ask for a better, a better, better people <laughs> to spend a happy hour with. This is amazing. <laughs> I guess I kind of want to start th- throwing this out there. Was becoming president of Shinola, um, ever, was this part of your path? Was your goal to become a president of, of a company like this? I, I don't know that it was ever my goal to be a president. I knew I wanted to be involved in a major way with a company that I really believed in. I don't know that I ever knew how high up that ladder I might be able to go. So being able to be the president has been an amazing honor. I right. mean, I, it really is. And that's what we should cheer. That's what we're cheering to. We're going <laughs> to toast to that. <laughs> so uh, it, it was a bit of a surprise, I'll be honest. I, you know... I never questioned myself that I could do it, but I just, I didn't know that that opportunity would be there. Right. So uh, it was a really great surprise and it's, it was very humbling and it, it's been an amazing last, the previous four months. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and before it was the vice president of um, watch development. 
Yes. And then also prior to that was 14 years at Fossil. Yes. What's been the biggest transition, I guess, since February? Has there, has there been a shift? There has been. You know, somebody said, oh, my gosh, I can only imagine how many emails you get now. And I said, you know, it's really not even the emails. It's the meetings. Right. It's, you know, being involved not just in the product development, but really more the big picture with the marketing and the creative and the brand. There's just a lot of different meetings. But it's also been amazing to see the big picture and kind of connect all the dots. You know, you knew about it all, but to see how it all works and to be a part in coordinating that with the different teams and working closely with the teams, that's been the most fulfilling thing so far. I've just really loved seeing the big yeah, picture. Yeah. You know, we were just talking about um, one of the questions. It's like, what do I want to ask her? Since you just mentioned email, how do you tackle your inbox? And I'm curious, just, you know, are you the person that gets it down to zero every day? Or I, I do try to get all of them. I try to get up in the morning and have a coffee at home and go through some of the early emails that maybe come from overseas okay. and get through that a little bit and then try to stay current, even when I get home at night, just to keep it clean because they as you know they can pile up so quickly right and then address the most important ones you know but I try to stay pretty current with them okay I try yeah I try no most people do I think I just have a problem I have a problem you can do it I can do it (laughs) I have no excuses um and then I read something about you said that there's a difference between um making time and or having the time to do something and then really making time so what are things in your life that you really make time Yeah, and that reference was actually uh, between Fossil and before I came to work for Shinola, I took four years off, Mm -hmm. um, kind of semi-retirement, if you will, and I was able to do those things that always said, oh, if I only had time, I'd do more volunteer work. If I only had time, I'd do this. And finally, I realized I had the time, but I made the time, you know, to really do it, and I was able to go to Haiti three times. Mm. I got involved, was on uh, president of the board for a local organization down in Texas. So I just realized, you know, it's you have to make the time and make it a priority because you're never maybe going to feel like you have the time, but you have to make that a priority. Mm-hmm. And it really, that, that four years really was a shift in my whole mindset too on really putting a perspective on um, just life in general right. and doing things that are important to you. Um, so that was kind of that reference. Did you think you were going to go back to work after that four years or was it up in the air? It was always... In my mind, but I knew that I wanted to do something. I didn't want to just go get a job. You know, I wanted to do something that I felt really passionate about and I felt was something really special. I kept saying, I'm just looking for that last journey, Mm. you know. And so when this opportunity came along, um, I immediately knew that this was it because what what was going to happen, I knew it was going to be exciting, but it was also about the people. Because a lot of the people that I was going to be able to work with were people from my previous life. Uh, and it was a team of people that I really respected and I knew would be the kind of people that I wanted to work with. And hopefully this could be my last, you know, last stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, how did you then, going from, I guess, that four years, apply kind of what you learned in that four years to, I guess, a work-life balance now? Are there things like what's different in just how you approach the day or life I After think, that, taking that time. I think maybe I, I've been able to be a little more patient with things and keep things in a better perspective. My mother always told me that patience is a virtue. Same, I, same. <laughs> but I don't think I figured that out until after my 50s. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I just was able and to not really sweat the small stuff. It, it allowed me to think, you know what, there's 
always going to be something and something's going on, but you kind of like I was telling to you earlier, Jessica, about this week in the office. Right. You know, if you pull together and work together, you can get through it. Right. Um, right. So just keeping it in perspective mm-hmm. um, on what's really important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, is it? do you still stand by what you said? <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Um, <laughs> that Detroit was the best move, coming to Detroit was the best move you ever made? Absolutely. It's it's been amazing. I've and where been, did you? And remind me where you came from. Then I moved from Dallas. Dallas, that's right. So I'd been traveling to Detroit for the last six years, you know, with Shinola, and then three years ago I moved here permanently, and it's okay. been amazing. I mean, it's just. Uh, I mean, I don't know that I would have ever gotten to Detroit had it not been for Shinola, mm-hmm, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'm so thankful that I did get to Detroit through Shinola. How do you describe the city to friends and family who maybe haven't been been here? Well, honestly, I can't even describe it because they every I think so many people have this notion of what Detroit is, right? Uh, and they don't understand what it is. And I've had friends over the last year come and visit and say, "I can't believe it. This isn't what you hear on. This isn't what you see on the news. This isn't what you you think about when you think about Detroit." Right. And they all want to come back. We had a girls' weekend last year, and they were all like, "Can we all? Can we do it in Detroit? Can we come to Detroit?" I was like, "Sure." Yep. Oh, I so love I love my favorite thing is to go out on Belle Isle and mm. just look back and look at the Ambassador Bridge and see yes. Detroit here and see Canada on this side. It's just right. such a beautiful view. So mm-hmm. I think there's just so many things about the city that you just don't even realize until you get here. Right. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Is there anything in your past or what specifically in your past in your previous roles most prepared you to be president mm. of Shinola? Oh, man, let me think. I, I would say um, diversity in managing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I feel like through my career I've been, in, I've been a buyer, I've been in sales, I've been product development, I've lived overseas and done some international sales. So I think being able to manage a lot of different things right. and not even so much just managing the projects but b- the ability to work with different people in a diverse group of people um, I think that's helped me a lot mm-hmm. um, in what I'm doing now right mm-hmm. totally um, can you talk speak to a little bit about like the history and also like the future of manufacturing in this city um, since it's such a big part of the brand, yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, we have you know close to 150 people in manufacturing jobs just right up the street, um, and we're constantly looking at ways that we can do more things, either in Detroit or in the in the U.S. Mm-hmm. where there's opportunities for that. So, um, you know, we've produced over 700,000 watches, assembled over 700,000 watches, close to 400,000 straps. Oh. Um, and I was in a meeting this morning with a strap factory, and the, the teams and their training and their expertise, and we were talking about Jenna, mm-hmm. a mutual friend of ours who runs our manufacturing for the leathers, is, you know, when you have the right person at the head with her and just training, and they're so empowered to really develop that skill set and see the team elevate. And the last few months have been really strong for that group. They've come through some adversities and losing, you know, different people and changes in structure. But they're they're making it happen, mm-hmm. and so it's a really exciting time. Right. Yeah. And you have a lot of women in leadership roles at Shinola. How do you think that's made a difference um, in how you handle adversity as opposed to some of the other organizations where you've worked? I think, you know, really there's a great teamwork mm-hmm. at Shinola, and I think there's a lot of um, we're all working. We work so well together. Uh, the women and the men, quite frankly. Sure. I mean, I think it's just a great environment for teamwork 
and there's a common goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I sense more than any place I've probably ever been before, just everybody working together. Right. Um, and it's a very diverse group from young to old and, you know, different ma- male, female, everybody. It's just a, it's a great team. What um, do you admire about Tom's leadership skills? Tom Lamar? Tom, yeah. Uh, um, well, <laughs> we were talking earlier. We had a situation this week, just, you know, something that came up, and it was one of those kind of like, <gasps> what did I miss while you guys were, while I was getting <laughs> the drinks chatting. at the bars? <laughs> the bar. It was a big week at Shinola. <laughs> so, but, it, you know, really he's, um, he's really focused, but he's also, he's very calm, and his leadership style is let's pull together and let's let's move this thing forward. And it's you know I can be a little bit more like oh my gosh you know what's going to happen now, but he's very <laughs> very focused. We've got this. Let's stay the course. And I really learned that this week yeah. with him um, that he's a really strong leader. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of on that note too. How do you think we can involve men in the push for like equal pay and and better um, in a better balance of power in the workplace? How can we involve? Yeah. How you know? Well, I think it's it's about having them to be partners in what we're trying to accomplish and having very open conversations and dialogue. I mean, I think, you know, you have to talk about what's important. You know, we're we're looking at our talent assessments and, you know, the future of the company and always looking for that growth. And I think you just have to, to be open and have the conversations. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. When you see a company like Ford make uh, the announcement that they made with coming to the train station, how does that inspire you? And- oh give you some new energy it's it's unbelievable i mean it's really amazing to see so many positive things happening in the city of detroit and i've always thought that's one of the most beautiful buildings i've yes, ever seen i know it is so to see that it's going to come back and it's going to be this this beautiful place and it, it's there's a vibrancy that it's going to bring back to the city i think um i watched the fireworks from home on mm-hmm. monday night and i gotta tell you it was really emotional i thought it was so special that for 60 years this tradition has been going right. on and it was just beautiful, and everybody was so involved and seemed so proud of what was going on, and they even talked about the train station and showed it and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just it's just one more step in the city of Detroit and how it's coming back so beautifully right? Uh, that it just paints a, the future so magnificent, I think. Yeah. There was we um, Jessica had invited me to the fireworks, and I was uh-huh. actually, even though I'm from here, the first time I was downtown for it. And there totally is a special, there was a special feeling and it was, it was definitely super cool. Yeah. Um, what is something like you had to learn the hard way um, on your journey thus far? Oh my gosh. I don't know if I have a specific, I can think of moments in time, not even before professional career, but even in college or things that you really wanted that you thought were so important. And if, if I didn't get into this or I wasn't selected for that, just to keep persevering and just try to get beyond that even though it's a disappointment and you have that moment of oh my gosh why not why couldn't I have done this why didn't I get this but just to keep going and to keep trying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I think you know I've had those front through you know even when you're really young till now but I think you just have to keep trying Mm -hmm. right did you have any mentors along the way who was your biggest mentor you know I think honestly probably my mother um, mm. she taught me so much and she was so supportive of me, um, through everything I did, um, that I think I always looked up to her and looked for her advice and her support. And then through my career, I've had people 
at different roles that um, that I really looked up to and I learned a lot from and I respected. But I would say as a general thing, it was probably my mother. Aside from patience as a virtue, <laughs> what is something that, you know, really she ingrained in you? Well, she always said, if you can't say something nice about somebody, don't say it at all. <laughs> I love that. Just do basic. <laughs> She's probably the kindest person I've ever known in my whole life. Right. And that's the way we still describe her to this day, is she just was always really kind to people and tried to find the good in the situation with that person. So I've tried to l- learn and live by that, not near up to her standards, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was always, that's a word I'd use to describe her. Right. Mm, I love that. And it's it's like you can be kind and be a boss. Like, Absolutely. Right. Sometimes you forget about that. I yeah. just, I, I'm reading a book right now um, that's kind of all about that, is that uh, just because you are kind in business doesn't mean you're weak. Um, because sometimes you, th- or even when, just the whole, even the conversation around, or if you're strong, then you're a bitch. Like, there's a way to be both. Yeah. There's a way to be strong and get your message across while still being nice. And do you think, I mean, I think sometimes it's more prevalent for women if you're if you're perceived that way. Right. Like, if you, you know, you're very strong and come off that way. But if a, if a man had said that, they wouldn't have the oh, same. Absolutely. Perception, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. We've even talked about that some. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, um, yes, there have certainly been moments that I can... Um, recall professionally where you know if you're not smiling or if you're not doing what people presume a woman should be doing in a certain situation you could get labeled um different things that are a little less flattering than yeah (laughs) if you were a man doing the same thing exactly Mm -hmm. (laughs) so speaking to goodwill and how goodwill helps people find work and hope and like pride in their life um, and in their career um when you look at the career you manifested for yourself like what brings you the most pride now, I was thinking about something along those lines, and I think it really would be the people. Because when I think back on the, at being a manager, when I got this promotion, I was able to promote about four people that were on my teams. Yeah. And I was as happy about that, i got to be honest with mm-hmm. you, as I was about this. So being able to give them that opportunity and see them really do well, and now to hear the feedback on some of the team members and how great they are and you hear all the positive things. I mean, it just makes me feel great, you know. Yeah. Just to be a, maybe have been a part it of shows. that to You're help smi- them a little bit. You're smiling <laughs> right. for the listeners. You could probably hear it in the vo- in your voice, but yeah. So, uh, I think that's it. And that's, you know, at Chanel, it's such a great group of people. It's, you know, it's a team, but I think it's, it's a family. It's a very optimistic environment. It is. Um, and I think that's kind of the culture there. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you see the team and you talk to the team and that kind of stuff, that really makes me happy. Right. Yeah, I'm curious about that culture. What else makes the culture at Shinola unique? I think, you know, it's, it's very open. I've, I've, I hope that, you know, everybody feels like they have a voice. Right. And, you know, it's an open environment, not only from how we, we shit, sit and, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> we can flip that one out. <laughs> As a group. <laughs> how we sit. No, no. Um, and but just in in the dialogue and you know being able to speak your voice and we've gone through a whole last few months of just you know examining ourselves and our culture and everything and you know we we really pride ourselves in quality products mm. and putting out the best quality products but we got to talk and it's not only an external thing about quality and quality products it's an internal thing too we want the environment in our stores the environment in our office to be quality and 
every right. meeting and every engagement you have with someone to have a quality time mm. with them. So we've been using that word a lot mm-hmm. over the last three or four months that every engagement, it's, it's how we work, it's how we live. Uh, to make it a quality moment. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that. I, I interviewed um, someone with Fred Siegel, and we were just talking about um, what great brands. And she said, "How you do one thing is how you do everything." And that's that's, that's great. Same. That's perfect. That's exactly how mm-hmm. we're thinking. Um, and so, just trying to have that. And we we've, we've recently started a campaign in the store where you know, or in the office where you talk about someone that's shown some of those ten, those things that we believe in optimism or humility right. or tenacity or humor and if you see somebody go above and beyond that you know drop their name and tell tell us what you thought mm-hmm. about that and we're just going to try to celebrate those moments and celebrate people that really you know bring those the optimism the tenacity the humility the humor the quality mm-hmm. and make it a real focus mm-hmm. um, this year for us I love that that's great and I love that you're in a school yeah, it's great. And a lot of the, some of our employees and interns actually went to CCS. Right. Some of our designers that work for us and watches. And even some of our designers have taught some classes. Oh, that's you know, they'll, great. They'll leave the office, three o'clock, go do a class and stuff. So there's a lot of involvement there. So I think it's a great environment. That's great. Because we're always all learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think it's so easy. And we were talking about this before. When you look at someone... Um, from the outside, it seems like they have it, they know it all, but everyone is still kind of on that journey. Mm-hmm. And I also think I read that you said like you look at your you still look at your job as a journey. Absolutely, like the learning never stops. Yeah, I've I've learned a lot in the last four months, <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. lot, you know. But that's I think that's what makes it so interesting that every day you're learning something new or you're teaching something new. Um, that's what's really I've loved about this. Do you have any productivity hacks, like, or if you're feeling burnt out, what do you do? Burnt out? I'm a big movie person. Oh. So I, I love to go see Check a, a great see film a yeah. and yeah. go to the theater. And I, I mean, I watch the stuff on TV on demand, too, but I really like the experience of going to a theater. Right. Yeah, and I Me think we're, Detroit's going to have, which is crazy to think that it doesn't have a movie theater yet. Down t- right downtown. Right, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just heard that they were getting something up Woodward, I think. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. There used to be one at the Renaissance Center, but that closed several years ago. Yeah, I think down here it'd be amazing. Oh my gosh, They'd, I'd be at the movies all the time. Me too. I already I, am. I, I told somebody <laughs> if I didn't have this job, I'd love to be in a movie producer or a right. film critic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what was your very first job? My very first job, actually. Uh, I wasn't even 16 yet, and we wanted to work so badly that summer, my best friend and I. We went and got a job. At, it was called River Smith's Chicken and Catfish. So it was like <laughs> a fish and chicken kind of place. Oh, my gosh. Like a, were you a waitress or no. a counter? Yeah, oh, okay. around the, the counter. That's, so I think we were making $1.60 an hour or something. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. <laughs> so that was my very first job. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> I did was worked at Buddy's Pizza, and I was okay. the takeout girl. I never graduated to becoming a waitress. Like I just stayed <laughs> at the takeout counter. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> um, I also want to talk about the Shinola Hotel. I was down there today. Oh my gosh! I was just so telling Jessica. We what went are down you most there. excited about with oh, it? The um, whole thing. It's just. It's going to be amazing. It is. We went months ago and saw the first model rooms and it was just it was amazing when we started just taking even our design teams down there because it was so inspirational right. and it's so on brand I mean you know 
our creative director has been involved in every step of the aesthetic. So it's just mm. beautiful. And then now to see the transition, I was mm-hmm. telling you earlier, I don't know how the project managers manage those kind of things. It's just enormous. Right. I don't even know how you get your head around it. But it just keeps going and changing, and it's just... Uh, and the rooms are going to be beautiful. Mm. Uh, the did views. you ever expect... Did, when when did you get the news that Shinola was going to be doing a hotel? And it was was it something that you would have ever predicted? I would not have ever predicted it. I remember hearing early on that was something that was in somebody's mind, that it could be really a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see it now come to fruition and what it's going to be, it's, I think it's amazing for the city. It's amazing for the brand. Um, so I'm really excited. Yeah. How would you describe, you mentioned quality a bit. How would you describe the Shinola lifestyle? Who is that person? What are they doing? Um, well, I think it's somebody that appreciates quality. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of consumer research and done some, you know, some uh, studies lately. And, you know, I think that customer is somebody that values quality. They value design mm-hmm. and they, we're seeing a lot, they value that American story. And so that's what we really, you know, are positioning ourselves. And we also, there's a big part of our group business right now is that watch enthusiast. Right. Somebody that really, you know, mm. gets the watch. And then we have a style seeker. So we've been, we're still kind of figuring that customer out. But mm-hmm. I'd say when it comes to the watches, it's about that real watch enthusiast um, is, is the, the, the the person that we would be looking at. Right. If that answer, does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many watches do you have? Oh and every Probably day, do you do you have a go-to? Twelve or fifteen. I'm actually wearing my Petoskey today. So oh, gorgeous! How fitting, right before Fourth of July. Yes. As everyone this. heads to Petoskey. everyone's going to be heading up up to Northern Michigan. Love this watch. So. Oh, that's so pretty. So, do you have more bands, or do you have m- more bracelets? Yeah, I have bracelets. about fifty-fifty. Okay. And sometimes, you know, we'll wear samples. We like to wear them, sure. see how they're going to fit, see what the customer, you know. Will they like this? Does mm-hmm. this fit right? But um, I like to mix it up, straps and bracelets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love to check out your jewelry box or closet. <laughs> um, so the, the question we do ask everyone is if you could have a drink with anyone. Oh, gosh. Dead or alive, who would it be? Take your time. I know it's tough to pick just one. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard it all. And then we still hear answers where it's, I've never heard it before, right. but we get a couple repeats. Uh, so I'm very curious. Hmm. I was thinking about, you know, f- I think first I, w- I would love to have another drink with my mother. So I don't have her anymore. Mm. And so I'd love to sit back down with her and say, what do you think about my life now? What do you think about what's going on? I think it would right. be really, I'd love to just hear what she says. Um, but to take it in another direction, I was thinking about this, and I love Bruce Springsteen. I mm. love him for his music. I think also, I think he seems like a really amazing person. I think he's always believed in something, and he stood by what he believed, right. even mm-hmm. when maybe it wasn't that easy to do. Yeah. And I think he's really, he's still so relevant and current. So to be to be somebody that started, you know, 17, 18, and now he's, what, probably... In his sixties, yeah. yeah, and he still is, in my opinion, yeah. I don't know, he still is relevant and current today as he was back then. So yeah, very much to have so. that longevity and say mm-hmm. like that, I'd just love to think how he kept himself right that way, right. 
And then when he could play the guitar a little bit and (laughs) sing. Would you want to be drinking tequila with him? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I imagine he's probably a tequila drinker. (laughs) Yeah, people like that are fascinating. Um, And then also I think uh, brands who stay relevant that long as well is kind of just fascinating people and brands that are kind of leading culture instead of following Absolutely. Um, and what makes kind of what makes that person or brand, I think, is really, really interesting. When, when was your last sleepless night? <laughs> Actually, I probably had a few this week. <laughs> if I have to be honest. <laughs> I'm glad it's the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah me yeah, too. Yeah. It was a long week. Um, what did you go to school for again? I'm uh, just fashion merchandising. Fashion? Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll call out the Red Raiders Texas Tech. Ah. <laughs> so then when, if you were to, um, you know, I'm just thinking about the, this drink with your mom, what did she always think that you uh, would do? Or, and you know, I don't, I, I would just say she was always my biggest cheerleader. Quite honestly, I don't think she would think that I couldn't do anything. Yeah. She always mm-hmm. thought I could do whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. So I know she, this accomplishment and being the president of Shinola now, she would be so incredibly proud. Mm-hmm. It was really my whole family when this happened. They, the, the pride that they had, it was just like it was overwhelming. And I, got a, I told them all, I said, you guys were right here with me on this journey. I could have never gotten to this without really the mm. support of an incredible family and friends. I right. mean, it was so important. Because, you know, there's tough times and there's good times, yeah. but those people that were always there for you through all of that, makes such a big difference. Yeah. So I think she'd be immensely proud and happy. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, cheers to your success. Thank cheers you to the so next much. chapter. Absolutely. Thank and, you so much. Uh, we're ex- excited to follow you and the brand and for what's to come and yeah. Lots of great things coming. And uh, great. Shinola Shu. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. My mother also said never say never. So right. you never know. <laughs> I'm Hilary Sachuk, and you've been listening to A Drink with Detroit. Big thanks to our partners, Goodwill Detroit and Detroit Foundation Hotel. Don't forget to hashtag What's Good Detroit. You can find us on social media with our handle at A Drink With. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate us, and write us a review. Shout out to Clay Carnell for co-producing, recording, and mixing, Derek Busman for the photography, Aaron Ben Moshe and Georgina Sego, who transcribed and edited the conversations, and DJ White Shadow for the music. You can read all the interviews with photos on adrinkwith.com. Next week, we have a drink with Jason Hall, the co-founder of Slow Roll. Something I had to learn is to stop second-guessing yourself. You know, like, I I often tell people, look, I'm not, I I rarely ask for advice. Because generally, when people give me advice, it's based on negative experiences that they've had. I don't want to hear about that. You know what I mean? I want to hear positive stuff. 